0: Before E3 this year, some Sony execs got interviewed by Time Magazine. Sony exec Jim Ryan had this to say about backwards compatibility, quote, when we've dabbled with backwards compatibility, I can say it is one of those features that is much requested but not actually used much. That and I was at a Gran Turismo event recently where they had PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, and PlayStation 4 games, and the PlayStation 1 and the PlayStation 2 games looked very ancient, like why would anybody play this? So today, on Frantic Thoughts, we're going to go over all of the company's views on backwards compatibility and if it actually is important for the future of gaming, so stay tuned. So backwards compatibility we're going to go over everything by platform and we're going to discuss how they have addressed this from their inception to now so first off we're going to do the easy first option the first thing that you would probably think of when it comes to backwards compatibility or at least for me this is the first thing i think of which is pc games PC games generally are always backwards compatibility. You can pretty much play almost any PC game. But there are some instances where they're a little bit too old. And um, like the Commodore, something like that. Or, is that Commodore? I am very ignorant when it comes to PC, like old school PC stuff, like Amiga and stuff. But I know a lot of that you need specific PCs to play them on. Which I've seen on collector channels throughout my viewing of YouTubes. (laughs) <laughs> so but PC games generally are backwards compatibility to a certain extent I would say anything from DOS up to now you can pretty much run but there are some instances where you need to go back and uh, Emulate like uh, the DOS games You do have to use an emulator called DOS box to actually make them run on your PC or go to good old games.com, GOG.com now and uh, but generally through Steam in anything and uh, origin or all those uh, other DRM services you can actually play these games on pretty much any PC and your catalog stays with you as long as you have your account information. So that's PC gaming, that's pretty simple. Um, I figured the next one that would make the most sense to to speak about is Nintendo because they have a kind of more complicated history of uh, back, uh, back compatibility. They do have a history of it though, especially on their portable consoles. They got the Game Boy to Game Boy Color to Game Boy Advance to DS. All those games, all the systems, as you go forward, can play all the systems in retrospect. So, if the Game Boy Color can play Game Boy games, the Game Boy Advance can play Game Boy Color and Game Boy games, and then when you go up to the DS, they can play DS and all the Game Boy line all the way back. But they actually stopped doing that in 3DS. On the 3DS, you can use Virtual Console, which we'll get to in a minute, But you cannot play anything besides the DS games. You can't play any Game Boy games. They took the slot for the Game Boy games out of there. So if you have a 3DS, you can play DS games, but you can't go all the way back to, you know, the original, like the Cartridge Club portable game. Uh, No, that that was on Game Boy regular, so you can really play that on a uh, 3DS. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so we got all those... uh, all, that's their opinion. That's how they've been doing the backwards compatibility now It's just one generation behind, but when they actually did the switch They considered that a home console. So let's go ahead and talk about the home consoles uh, They don't generally have that combat on all of their home consoles, especially the cartridge based ones Because it's kind of hard to do a cartridge in the shape of the previous generation So the NES the Super Nintendo and the N64 do not have backwards compatibility but when you go up to the disc games, like the GameCube, the Wii, and the Wii U, they always can play the generation from, from before, kind of like the DS to 3DS, 3DS can play DS. So what I'm saying is if you have a Wii, you can play GameCube games, and actually that's how I play my GameCube games now, because the component cables are a lot easier to find for Wii. Uh, I was looking for a copy of Super Smash, uh, Super Smash, no, Super, uh, well, Super Smash Brothers Melee, of course, I already have a copy of that. I meant Super Mario Sunshine. Uh, I was looking for a copy of it for cheap, and I found one for, like, around 20 bucks. Not too bad for that game, it's a Mario game, so, you know, it's gonna be a little pricey for a a retro game, but, uh, I got that game for 20 bucks, I thought it was a good deal, and, uh, I got... I went out and bought a Wii and with a component cable so I can play my GameCube games it actually has GameCube ports on the top and memory card slot the, the Wii I have so it's pretty nice I can pop it onto to component play 480i on my 1080p TV over here behind me and uh, have a blast and it would look really nice so that that, that was, that's the reason I did that kind of gotten a little tangent there but anyway we got Wii U that can play Wii games. It actually has the sensor bar plug on the Wii U. You can plug it in, put it in front of your TV, and use Wii Motes on the on the, uh, TV, uh, on the TV on the system. That that system's a little weird if you think about it, because even you can even play GameCube ca- uh, GameCube controllers with the Smash Brothers version if you have that plug in. Pretty interesting, honestly. But Nintendo did start something pretty cool for backwards compatibility, which is. Back on topic for this video, (laughs) we got our video or podcast, either one. We got Virtual Console that started on the Wii around, I think, I'm thinking like 2004 or 5. Something like that. It might have been a little bit later. I didn't actually look up the specific date. But they would actually release brand new games every week for Virtual Console on the Wii. And that continued for years and years and years. Uh, Of course it stopped whenever they they got the Wii U out, and the Wii U did have something similar to that, Uh, they even have some uh, Wii games on there, not very many, and they wouldn't put out very many, it feels like they just really started to slow down later on, but they still do put some out, like Pokemon Snap just came out last month I think, or the month before, very recently on the wii u virtual console and not the switch doesn't even have it yet we don't even know what the switch is going to have the switch is kind of a different thing where they have a bunch of just neo geo games on there for some reason that got published and put on there but they don't have the virtual console they have this subscription service that they're thinking about doing or they're doing which is around 20 dollars a year so the concept behind this um, subscription service is you play the 20 dollars, and then you can play online on the wii I'm in the Wii on the switch console and then you get two to three Games I guess it was like Dr. Mario and Balloon fight. I think it was very nothing too crazy But you can play online with friends and it has leaderboards Which is the selling point behind those games and you get to keep them in your library, of course But they haven't announced what they were gonna do a virtual console I think personally they should do GameCube and they should actually have joy cons that you can slide on the side that, are, that look like a GameCube controller, that have similar layout, that would be really awesome. And uh, also they, I mean they should do that in general, because if they had those things to slide decide on the side, you could use it for Smash Brothers too, and people would love, love, love that, I think it would be pretty cool. Getting off topic again, <laughs> but uh, we got the Virtual Console that, they haven't announced yet, but I think coming ar- around to the next year, around January, after all the big games from this year are released. Nintendo does it kind of differently with their announcements anyway. They uh, always tend to um, just roll out random directs when they feel like they need to talk about something. So, I see them announcing Virtual Console within the next few months and we'll know what's going on. Uh, Technically I think they'll probably have some type of library that's going to be available at all times when you're subscribed to it but then you can buy piecemeal whatever games you want. That's what I feel like is going to happen, but who knows? Nintendo's kind of weird, but we love them anyway, and then you end up buying... A, that was another issue with the, their backwards compatibility. If you bought it on one console, it didn't transfer to the portable, or... you tra- So if I bought, you know, Super Mario World on my Wii, you could transfer it to the Wii U, but they charge you a little bit, but then you can transfer it to your 3DS, or 3DS XL, New 3DS XL, whatever it is. I think it's only the new that can play Super Nintendo games, which is another... Yeah. This stuff starts getting, like, giving you a headache. At least for me, when I start thinking about all the different things Nintendo... ...does with their backwards compatibility. But, let's just say, you have a copy of Super uh, Super Mario World, and then you want to play that... on... your portable. And then just say that co- that take that same copy and play it on your Wii U or your Switch now whatever you wouldn't be able to do that you can't go cross-platform so you have to buy the game co- game twice so you end up buying this game the same game like three or four times you buy it when it first came out on con- cartridge you buy a oh, safe safe uh, safer Super Mario World or Super Mario All Stars something like that you buy Super Mario World cartridge form you buy the disc form for Wii you buy the virtual console form and then you buy it on your 3DS and then you're like. Yeah, I bought this game four times. I've given like $80 to play Super Mario World like 10 times, you know, but to have it on everything. So what they need to do, honestly, is simplify the virtual console, make it so when you buy some something, it is atti- attached to your account, no matter what, and you can re-download it just like any other service, just like Steam does, and just like the other consoles do. Nintendo needs to get their act together when it comes to the Virtual Console and when it comes to backwards compatibility because it's anti-consumer to have to rebuy each game every single time. So, oh, also, might as well might, might as well mention them while I when when they popped into my head here. We have something a little bit different that they do for backwards compatibility, which other companies do too. Is they're making like a re- retro rewind console. They have the NES Classic last year and the Super Nintendo Classic coming up this year and Sega's done this before too where they just release a collection of their games for people to buy and have the original controllers and that's a pretty cool way to have some quote-unquote backwards excuse me quote-unquote backwards compatibility for the systems so I mean but you have to buy an entire new system but it's still pretty cool I I figured I would mention those little retro rewind consoles so next up we got Microsoft they only have three platforms, so there's going there's is a little bit different, but not it's it's not as hard to uh, swallow as Nintendo was. I wanted to get Nintendo out of the way. There's so many little layers to it when you when it comes to them. But Microsoft's pretty easy. We got the three platform platforms. We got Xbox three hundred and sixty and the one. <coughs> Pardon me. The three hundred and sixty can play some, but not all of the OG, the original. Xbox games. Um, there's a list that you can look up. I think it's around 100 games that you can play for put your original disc into the Xbox 360 and load up. Some of them don't play as good as they do on the original Xbox since it's emulating software or it's emulating hardware to play the software. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, and uh, what they started doing in 2015 they when they announced that Xbox One games, I mean, the Xbox One would play Xbox 360 games. So, what they do now is they actually license these games out. So, say, let's see what what's a good example. That's not first party because Halo and Gears, that's obvious. That they'll still keep selling those. But I'm thinking, like, hmm, the Mass Effect trilogy. Mass Effect trilogy. If you have the Xbox 360 versions, you could pop them into your Xbox One and play them but the, the the little caveat they have is that they actually have to keep the license that they had to, they to uh, ask for uh permission from ea bioware to use mass effect in their backwards compatibility program that they have so that they can continue to sell the games on this new platform uh, it's a little bit weird i don't know why they didn't just put out an emulator but i figured they wanted to have good legal stance and they wanted to make sure they're up on the up and up with all these companies as they put up these backwards compatibility games on these consoles so I mean on their new console but I I feel I feel like they're just trying to watch their back and make sure that it's all straight legal and a lot of the licensing agreements they probably have were just okay this game will be on the Xbox 360 and that's it so they extend that agreement to the Xbox One so that you can actually play the games on that system and they run pretty good. I played uh, Red Dead Redemption on my Xbox One and I've actually played probably half the game and it plays probably the best out of any of the versions I've seen. The extra power actually does help a lot with those 360 games. So uh, what they announced this year at E3 is pretty cool though. They announced that they are going to add to their backwards compatibility program Xbox original games. The first, there's two games announced so far as of this recording. We have Crimson Skies, which was announced there, which is a really excellent flight game on the original Xbox, which I've only played a little bit of. I have a copy of it, I just, you know, you buy a game and you just kind of turn it on, play around with it for a bit, then you're like, okay, I'll come back to this and then you eventually do, but I haven't yet, but anyway. Let's get back on topic. (laughs) We got Crimson Skies, and we got Fusion Frenzy, which is a puzzle game that was, I think it was a launch game for Xbox original. Um, Which is cool. And uh, I thought it was a pretty cool move. I actually kinda cheered them when I was watching this uh, press conference. Um, The idea that you can have one console on your entertainment system that can play everything that Xbox has released, or at least all the important games important with quotation marks games is a really cool concept and i kind of like that idea and i I think that xbox is going in a weird direction anyway that they are kind of focusing more on pc stuff or more on the xbox as a brand than focusing on their on their consoles so i think this backwards compatibility will actually come to pc later in the future So, we'll see how that goes. I mean, the Windows Store is pretty good. I've used it to play Killing I almost said Killing 4. I mean, what's the name? It's escaping me. What is the name of that game? What is the name of that game? Fighting game. Fighting game. What is it? It's not coming to my head. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Killer Instinct, wow, alright. It was just like, right there on the tip of my tongue. I could not get it to come out, and it was kill, killing, killer, kill, kill. (laughs) Anyway, Killer Instinct, I played it on my PC, it played fine. That's all I was gonna say. (laughs) So I mean, it'd be cool if they brought that emulation over from the uh, Xbox One, and you could play your original Xbox or Xbox 360 games on PC too. That'd be awesome, and a lot of people would appreciate them for that. And I mean, a lot of people would buy another copy of a game just so they can play it on their awesome PC and see, and see how it plays. So that's that's Microsoft in a nutshell. I went on a little long and uh, got off topic a few times but I, f- I believe that they always have that backwards compatibility in mind and I feel like they actually respect their legacy and they want to keep going forward and they want the people to be able to play their catalog no matter how old it is and they don't want their games to be forgotten, because if they have an IP that uh, they notice it's being played a lot, maybe they make a new one. You never know. So next up we got Sony. Sony is not too hard to fathom or understand, but they have some weird trends as of late. Um, they always used to have backwards compatibility, but it seems like they started phasing it out. So what I'm saying is they got from the PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2 play the original games from all the way back to playstation one and then the playstation 3 the first few models have the ability to play playstation 1 and playstation 2 games and on their store they have playstation 1 games that you can buy and i'm pretty sure a few playstation 2 games i don't i'm not 100 on that I, don't know, I should have looked into that i'm not sure if the playstation 3 store has PlayStation 2 games. I'm 100% sure they have PlayStation 1 games. I bought a bunch of stuff on there. Um, Symphony and Night and stuff like that. And they play really good. So, but what I was saying is PlayStation 3, after a while, they started phasing out the, the... In the original PlayStation 3, they had the hardware for PlayStation 2 built into it. So they could play PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 1 games. And the game, the system was heavy, and it was a more expensive... But hey, you can play everything. So what they did, they ended up taking out the hardware emulation for PlayStation 2, but the PlayStation 1 emulation stayed in it uh, for further revised models when they started getting to the slim and the slim and then the crappy slim with the slide top, which I have and I kind of wish I didn't have. I wish I had a better one. That's a different story. <laughs> that slide top's a piece of junk. It's shitty. It's shit, really. Push the button, it sounds all crappy and plasticky and shitty. I. I I don't like it i bought it because it was cheap and i didn't have a lot of money at the time and i just never bought a new another ps3 so yeah that's a long story i can go on about how i had a fat playstation 3 and all the stories that evolved involved that but that's not what this video is about slash podcast and anyway, we got anyway we got the playstation 3 that doesn't emulate the games anymore after a while but you can still play your playstation 1 games in there which is cool because that's software you pop your disc in there and play. Um, what I wanted to really talk about was the PlayStation 4 which is a lot different coming forward and on PlayStation 4 they don't have any of the abilities to put your disc in and just play but they are making these really cool like remasters of some of their older games. Uh, for PlayStation 2 they're doing like these PlayStation 2 classics collections which I don't know. I feel like they're a pretty fair price, especially for games like uh, Dark uh, Dark Cloud, and I think there was a couple other like more rare games on there. Uh, they also have like games like Game Two, uh, Kill All, hum- Destroy All Humans, Psychonauts. What they do with these PlayStation Two games on place on the PlayStation Four? Sorry, I'm holding paper here. I wrote all this stuff down. <laughs> all right, I'm situated. <laughs> What they do with these PlayStation 2 games on PlayStation 4, they up them to 1080p, they make them look really nice for modern displays, and they give them trophies. So if you collect, uh, like in Destroy All Humans, I'm sure if you collect a certain number of brains from humans or whatever it was, I think it was brain stems, that game is so weird but fun. I, I like those games. Um, If you collect a certain number a trophy pops and you get platinum trophies from these playstation 2 games in your library that's pretty cool and they're about 15 bucks give or take maybe a little bit less a little more depending on the game Uh, also they have something called uh playstation now which they bought this service this cloud computing service called gaikai Uh, around the time that the playstation 3 was about to die off and they're about to go into the playstation 4 that got announced they bought that service so people are like oh that's cool so that must be what they're going to do for the backwards compatibility so what this gaikai streaming service does at least right now you can subscribe to it it's a little pricey i didn't look up the prices because i'm like this i'm not really interested in it because it is streaming software it's a streaming game service so when you play a game so say what they have now, for, for right now, is they have PlayStation 3 and they just announced they're putting some PS4 games on there. Let's just, let's just do like a random PlayStation 3 game. Say you go and you play like a Need for Speed game, or like a shooter. There is a lot more delay because what happens is you streaming, you're streaming the game from a cloud computing service. So say you have, let's see, like Need for Speed, I don't know, Most Wanted on PS3. That's the example I'm gonna use. I don't know if it's on there, but we'll just use that for an example. You're gonna want that 60 frames per second gameplay. You're gonna want that speed. You wanna wanna be able to feel like when you touch that thumbstick to the left, that even if you just nudge it, you're gonna nudge over to the left instantly. It's gonna be an instant action. But through this PlayStation Now service, say I hit that thumbstick to the left. Oh, I'm about to get hit by somebody. But there's that Five to ten millisecond. It's all depending on the internet, you know, on your internet and uh, their connection to their server. So when you hit your thumbstick, push it over, it sends a signal over to the PlayStation net through the PlayStation Now software to the service that's rendering the game and playing the game in the cloud on their server somewhere else, and then they send that signal back to you onto the screen. So everything you're seeing has maybe a 5 millisecond delay or 10 millisecond delay or even more so any game with like a twitch based control scheme is gonna be hard to play so which you know actually one thing I didn't talk about Microsoft was their game pass which actually solves this I didn't even think about that wow that just came to me they have a $10 service where they have hundred plus games that you can just download and play you can just download them to your system as long as you're subscribed, which makes a lot more sense. It's more like a Netflix-style thing, like and they're going to roll out games and put new games in all the time. But yeah, anyway, PlayStation Now. For me, I have never been sold on PlayStation Now. I did, I did try the Xbox Game Pass, though, and I think for $10, the catalog isn't quite there yet. There's some cool games on there. If they added some more tasty games, or games that, hey, I I play pretty much everything that comes out out new, but I do miss some stuff. If they put some good games on there that I'm like, hmm, I wanted to try that, I'll throw $10 at them and play it on their service, because all you do is you do that, and you have access to downloading all their games. That's from Microsoft. So, I'm jumping around a lot. Let's focus back on Sony here. Uh, They got the PlayStation now, and then they have these remasters, so they got their... All the companies have their remasters. Sony is the biggest like proponent of remasters. They've been they kind of revolutionized remasters, I guess you could say because I don't think a lot of these remasters would even exist if it wasn't for PlayStation putting out all of their like collections that they did. They did like what is it? I'm trying to think. They did God of War. They did I don't know. I feel like the God of War one is the very first one that I remember seeing, and then all the other companies started doing it. So I had God of War one, two, and three for PlayStation, or one and two, and then the PSP games and all the stuff collected into one package for PlayStation three, which I actually own that, and I like it a lot. Uh, God of War is probably not my favorite series ever, but that's a different story, all in itself. <laughs> I like the games, but yeah. Anyway. But Sony kind of revolutionized that idea. They had this the Sly collection. They had a Ratchet and Clank collection. It, it was it starts to be overwhelming. They had a Jack and Daxter collection. Like all this stuff was on PS3. So on PlayStation 4, they well, were just re- they've been remastering a few of their first party titles. They have like God of War 3. We'll Let's see, Last of Us. Uncharted Nathan Drake collection, which is one two and three 1080p 60 frames per second, which is pretty fun I played all of them all of them on that again. I played them all again on that on that version. They played a lot better But they also have something kind of different that they've been doing with uh, some of their older franchises This is kind of a newer trend that I've noticed with PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 1 They'll take an IP. They'll bring it back to the forefront and they'll refresh it and revitalize it. So first up that I can think of, there's probably been more than these. There's there's only three I can think of off the top of my head at the moment that I have written down. I'm sure if I looked up a few more, there are some more examples of this, but we got Ratchet and Clank, which came out last year, 2016, March, something like that, May uh, 2016. And it's the first game, first Ratchet and Clank game. They took it, from, reworked it from the ground up changed some story and they made it modern and it's a great game it's a fantastic game it looks beautiful it's worth a shot um, I've talked about it before Ratchet and Clank a great game but that was a cool concept I thought they took that original game revitalized it and made it more modern so next up we got Ratchet oh I just said Ratchet and Clank we got the Crash uh, Insane Trilogy which is actually kind of a unique beast it's pretty cool because I've been playing that one like pretty much, I was just playing it before I started doing this. and uh, It's 1, 2, and 3, the physics feel pretty similar, but it's beautiful, amazing graphics, it's just like taking what you think the game looks like and bring it to the modern age, and they actually have some rumors that they're going to be, since this game has been selling like crazy, because Crash Insane Trilogy, which has the, like I said, it has 1, 2, and 3 from PlayStation 1. And uh, people are buying it. The nostalgia is like crazy for that game. People grew up like um, around my age. I'm twenty. I'm twenty six. About to be twenty seven soon. Uh, people my age, millennials, if you if you want to say it like that. <laughs> Uh, they love these. They love these games because they grew up with them. I, I remember I was like six or seven, and I I would just play and play and play. Crash one, get pissed and hate it. But I loved Crash two. Crash two was like a good solid. Um, I feel like Crash two is the best out of the three. I'm talking about Crash too much, but yeah, The thing anyway. The thing is anyway. People love that game, and it it was only one day in June. So on June 30th they released right. And on the digital sales, it was the number two selling game in one day. So this game is insanely, insanely, ha ha ha, in, insanely selling like crazy. Like, uh, on Amazon, it was one of the number one, I think it was the number one sell, seller on June 30th and July 1st. So that's incredible. So what Activ- Activision has been saying, since the sales and the reactions have been so positive for the Crash Insane Trilogy, that they probably will do with uh, Spyro and some of their other IPs. They the rumor is they'll probably do like a, either do a Crash Team Racing or a Spyro One, Two, and Three collection and put it out. So that was a long-winded thing. to saying that another thing that I've noticed with Sony is that they just take their old, they're just taking their old stuff. They're trying to make it new. So they did Parappa the Rapper. That's another one. They took that game. They just They completely, they changed, they kept it all the same. It looks, the play's the same, but they put the uh, graphics up to 1080p and they make it work on modern television. I'm not a huge Parappa fan, but for people who love that game, that's awesome. They did the same thing for the Wipeout games, which just came out recently too. And uh, they have a Shadow of Colossus complete remake, remaster with better controls coming out next year. So, what Sony seems to be doing is they're just taking their franchises, refreshing, revitalizing, and bringing them back instead of just giving people an emulator on their console. Which, for me, I feel like is pretty cool. I like the concept, but all in all, it is nice to go back and play those games and have your collection feel more meaningful because, hey, I can still take this disc that I have on my shelf put it in my most modern console and play it that is a really good feeling and that's sw- what i really like that with my xbox one to 360 it's it's really nice i don't have a lot of 360 games but the ability to grab my 360 game pop it in there just enjoy some red dead or whatever it's really nice uh, i think playstation should do that and i think that nintendo on their virtual console should allow that too because it's hard for them to for Nintendo with their new cartridge format for the switch to do it in a physical way But on the virtual console, they should definitely have that so Is backwards compatibility important for the future? Of course it is. It's one of the most important things To be able to access the old catalog to see where we came from and to experience some of those old classic gems that you didn't get to experience before, or you experienced before, but you want to experience with fresh eyes and experience it in a modern setting, comparing it to the modern games. And it's actually, I would say, invaluable for developers to be able to have that ability too, so they can go back and play those games, get some ideas, and bring those ideas from the past to the future and improve them. It's, it's kind of like history. If, if you have study history, you know that it's important to know where we came from. And backwards compatibility is important for the history of gaming. So, all in all, being able to revisit the past will make future gaming just that much better. I'd like to thank you guys for watching this episode. I worked really hard on this and uh i'm gonna be trying to improve my videos i'm gonna probably get a light getting a mic thing to talk into all sorts of stuff i'm gonna try to do some gameplay videos i have an elgato coming i got it on prime day so be looking forward to more content from my channel thank you so much for watching if you're listening to this on itunes it should be up pretty soon i'm figuring out my podcast feed this week i should have it up and I'll post all my episodes from the beginning to now and I wanted to focus more on gaming I know I made an episode on Nickelodeon which is a passion of mine I love cartoon and animation so occasionally I will do an episode that's not gaming I say my channel is 90% gaming 5% nostalgia and 5% just random and I like the randomness, that's just, how, that's just how I am, that's who I am, I, I can't focus on a lot of stuff I want. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, I want to read a comic today, sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to play a game today. Sometimes I'm like, hey, I want to make a video today. That's what I'm doing now. <laughs> so, for me, it's a lot better for me to feel like I have some flexibility with my channel. But, most of the time, it's going to be about gaming, and if it's not about gaming, and it's not your cup of tea, you don't have to click on the video. But either way, thank you for watching this one. I I worked hard on it. And I'll see you next week on Frantic Thoughts. Bye, guys.